Welcome to another edition of Safe Station Reacts, where I, your host Dustin, and my co-host Connor, hey there, will be talking about the Xbox Game Showcase. So let's get the temperature of the room. How did you feel about it, like initially overall? Uh, I thought it was pretty cool. You know, you see enough of these, and you're like, okay, yeah, that was a good presentation. But um, the heavy hitters that were there were really cool. Um, I said this in our prediction, but I'm not the biggest um, Xbox fan, but the stuff that was there uh, really excited me, and I like that they're not quite so limited in their sort of range that you saw with the uh, with the 360 area, especially where it was kind of all gritty. They have like a huge range of games shown here, and that was really exciting. Yeah, for sure. I, I agree with that. Um, I, I, I enjoyed this presentation. I do think like if this is if PlayStation's from a couple of months ago was a nine, this was probably a seven. Um, I, I, I do think it kind of failed a little bit in the sense that I'm like I wanted it to match that, and I, I just don't think they were there. But uh, most of the things hit for me. Um, it, it's just I think unfortunately a lot of stuff is like. There's like four player co-op games and stuff, stuff that I'm just not personally interested in. But, you know, there wasn't a game that I looked at and went, oh, that looks bad. Um, everything at least piqued my interest somewhat. Yeah, for sure. Um, and a lot of them are games that I probably wouldn't buy, and none of them are console sellers, and we'll get into why that is. But a couple of those that I'm like, oh yeah, these are super cool, and I'm going to go wishlist them on Steam as soon as we're done recording, pretty much. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, let's get into it. Uh, they had a pre-show where they did make some announcements. They had a bunch of ID at Xbox games, sort of their indie label branch, um, and there was a montage of that. Unfortunately, I didn't watch that whole thing. I watched parts of it, and when I did watch, I watched like you know, beneath kind of funny talking over it, so I wasn't really paying attention. Because, honestly, I didn't think anything would be announced there, but there were a couple of pieces of news. Um, Dragon Quest Eleven S coming to Xbox. Cool. Um, then Hello Neighbor 2, which I'm sure for people who are fans of that game will like. I want to like those games. The first one I thought looked incredibly janky, though, so maybe this one will be better. Well, I didn't even um, know the first one released. It was in alpha for years, and then there was like a hide-and-seek spin-off game that I thought came before it was officially... I don't know. It was a big mess. But, you know, if you're following that closer, then this will be exciting. Yeah. Um, it's one of the billion games with a Bioshock art style, which I'm not opposed to. Um and then I, uh, the most interesting thing out of this for me, as a big 3D platformer fan, uh, Square Enix announced Balin Wonder Land, no, Wonder World, um, which they probably should have called Wonderland because I'm going to get that confused every time. Um, but it, it looks bright and colorful and uh, reminiscent of the PS2 era, and that's that's really exciting to me personally. Uh, but that was pretty much all of note at the show. There were you know some indie games, some montages there, but. Uh, for the pre-show that was kind of it which is cool i'm glad to see them finding room for those smaller titles uh i kind of wish i had paid attention a little more during that but you know whatever uh so let's get into the show proper of course they started off with their banger 
Um, I think we had predicted they would start and end with this. They did not. Halo Infinite. Uh, and we're going to save our Halo Infinite discussion to the end of this podcast just because I don't. I got some things to say about it, and um, I, I kind of want to get to the rest of the show first. Uh, and then after that, we had the announcement of uh, State of Decay Three. Which is funny. When that trailer started, I was like, "Is they? Is this their Days God?" It had a very similar look. It didn't scream State of Decay to me, though. To be fair to them, I don't know how you market that game because those games are basically like apocalypse simulators like down to the point where you have to manage food and stuff and you're like managing a colony of people so i, I kind of get like it's hard to market those games uh but you know that's cool i'm glad that that series is going it seemed like the first one was super kind of buggy and weird so it's kind of cool to see them put money into it and see them make it to, into a thing i don't know have you ever had any interest in that series um i had heard the name before but that is about the extent of my knowledge of this i will say the trailer was super cool you get this um sort of dark like campfire aesthetic which i really liked but then um at the end when you see the carnivorous deer looking thing um it gave me a lot of annihilation vibes the movie annihilation um which i love so that was super cool um i don't know i like the the trailer's aesthetic, but I don't know if I would be into this game at all. Not a huge, um, like, zombie survivalist type. Um, it's just not my kind of game. So, yeah, you know, they, and, and they did clear, a good job on the say, trailer. Yeah. And when I say it reminded me of Days Gone, I don't view that as a negative. I liked Days Gone, so I was like, oh, okay. Um, you know, this woman with a crossbow, I'm into it. Um, and, and, yeah, I think they've played around with like zombie animals and stuff before so that's that's cool um i'm sure fans of that series will be super stoked um maybe i'll give this one a shot for the first time i don't know well and that was the next announcement so to say was that every game in the showcase will be on game pass so oh yeah you can give Absolutely. it a shot if it's not going to cost you anything really you know if you already have game pass then might as well continuing the added value of game pass um one of the best services in video games which I still have yet to invest in, but that I think is a mistake that I'm going to remedy quite soon. Yeah, definitely. Um, and you know, they have, it's on PC now. Um, so it's definitely worth it. Uh, then they talked about the next Forza from turn 10. Interestingly, they made it sound like it wasn't this year, wasn't a launch game, which is interesting. I would have thought they would have had that ready. So I, I don't know what's happening with that, but it certainly looked like a nice-looking car game. Very shiny. Yep. Any That's a great way to show off your ray tracing is make everything reflective. Absolutely. Uh, we got another tra- trailer for Rare's Ever Wild. Uh, looks, still looks very cool. Cool art style. No real indication of what that game is. Like, we don't know if that's an open-world single-player RPG or if it's another, you know, semi-multiplayer MMO thing like Sea of Thieves was, which I'm assuming it probably is, considering the success of Sea of Thieves. But we just don't know for sure, which is a little annoying. I'll admit, I was kind of hoping for more concrete info on that one. Yeah, I like its art style especially and some of those creature designs, um, but I definitely think it is going to be a multiplayer 
at least like four player co-op game um you see those four characters doing their magic stuff and lining up together which is usually a trailer language for this is a co-op game Um, you definitely get that avengers hero shot (laughs) yeah exactly i will say it has one of the best um the best moments of this whole presentation and that is the salamander dude barfing up a bunch of koi uh 10 out of 10 love that guy i'm a big fan of the the beard the beard man oh the mustache ox yeah 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 he's very good he's a close second Uh, yeah i'd be interested to see what this game turns out to be um but i wasn't too keen on sea of thieves that then again i didn't have an xbox but you know it's uh, I love its art style. You're never going to make Cell Shaded look bad, really, unless you do the original Battle for Bikini Bottom look, but it's it's cool. I like it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, then we had Don't Nods Tell Me Why, which... Uh, it, it looks cool. It looks like an adventure game. I'm, you know, I, I think I really enjoyed the first Life is Strange, for as cheesy and awkward as it could be. So I'm I'm interested. Uh, I think they had announced this a while ago, so this was just a new trailer. Um, and they have another game too that I keep getting it confused with. This one they have another like detective-y game that's called Twin Mirror, that has a very similar art style and look. So, you know, if you're a fan of Don't Nod, we got several projects from them coming. I wonder if this game is part of the Life is Strange universe because they're kind of talking about powers and stuff in this one. So seems like a bit weird that it's not Life is Strange 3. Yeah, I, I think they probably want to distance themselves just for creative freedom. And I think, you know, if they if it is part of the same universe, they can just hint at that. They don't super need that to be a marketing thing. Um, just because I think their developer name for those people that are interested in the franchise, that's going to get draw them in. I will say the one thing that rubs me the wrong way with this is um, one that a lot of their games kind of look the same to me and that's not that's not a knock really like I think they look good but their characters heads move a lot and I think that's a byproduct of like just kind of uh, old motion tracking tech where you kind of have to have these bigger expressions um, it was just a little distracting, especially in a day and age when like you can do these absolutely crazy things with these VFX. It's like, okay, you know, this is kind of, you could peer through the curtain a little bit, but, um, from what it looks like, I feel like the game and the story could be super cool. You know, you get these sort of, um, ethereal flashbacks of their past life or their past, um, memories, as they sort of experience that and then figure out what happened. Um, it seemed very like independent detective stuff. Yeah. Um, and you know, we'll see. I, I hoping don't know. doesn't fall into the telltale trap where every single one of their games started to feel samey and therefore boring. Um, especially considering this and twin mirror have very similar art styles and they're both, you know, still releasing. It seems a bit, a bit awkward on that front. Um, they did do a RPG a couple years ago called Vampires. I was hoping they'd maybe diversify their 
uh, genres a little bit instead of just doing these adventure games, but they seem to be successful for them, so I don't blame them. Um, you know, and Life is Strange was, was a pretty big deal for that genre. Um, as much as people, you know, like to shit on that game's writing or whatever, it, it sold really well and people did really like it, so I, I'm not surprised to see them do more games like this. Um, and the first episode of that is coming August 27, and in case we didn't make it clear, it is episodic like their other releases. Yeah, I had just figured when I saw it. <laughs> yeah, it's a safe assumption. Um, uh, then they announced an Ori sequel. Or, no, sorry. They announced the Ori sequel is coming to Xbox Series X. Not a surprise. Seems like it'll get some visual enhancements. Cool. That's a great game. Uh, it had some bugs when it first launched. I'm sure they fixed that stuff. But I, I really did like that game. I think those are probably my favorite modern Metroidvanias. They're very good if you haven't played them. Again, yeah, I have not played them. I need to fix that. Um, they're showing off, especially the HDR, uh, the 4K HDR with the 120 frame rate on um, the Series X. And, I mean, these games are already gorgeous, so you get smoother animations and like higher resolution, and it, you're just going to make it look better that's a win in my book really <laughs> i don't know if i'm going to be able to take advantage of that but it's it's super super beautiful and i'm glad that these games are doing well because they're they look amazing <laughs> oh yeah absolutely it's really cool to see microsoft fund this stuff and you know fund them to make an xbox x version of this game they're really putting weight and marketing behind it which is great um you know, I, I want to see this team do more stuff. Like, these two games have been incredible. And the second one, I think, is just an improvement over the first. Then we got an insane block of news from Insidian. Uh, from Insidian, yeah. Um, they announced some DLC for the Outer Worlds. It's They announced the first of two uh, DLC packs. Um, I'm not seeing what that's called. Uh, it's called Peril on Gorgon. It appears yes. to take place on an asteroid or a um, named Gorgon, and there's a whole bunch of other stuff with robot bartenders and new creatures and whatnot. I really enjoyed the Outer Worlds when I played it. Um, I thought it was just the right length. It wasn't trying to be a super long RPG if you didn't want it to, which I love in an RPG. So, you know, having more options for content, that's still pretty small um you know digestible for someone who's already beaten the game i think that's super cool and i love the visual design of this game especially yeah and this trailer had an awesome vibe it had a very like 50s sci-fi thing happening which you know the whole game kind of had but this one seems to really be leaning into it uh pretty cheesy it looked it looks like a ton of fun i i also really enjoyed that game so i'm looking forward to that that that's out this fall and then we got the, I believe it's the early access release of Grounded, not the full one, which is their sort of survival game. It's like Honey, I Shrunk the Kids inspired where you're in a backyard. Looks really cute. Um, it's the, I said this while we were watching it, it's the one survival-esque kind of game you're probably going to get me interested in. There's something about like having, being able to run around normal sized worlds as a really small character that I, I absolutely love. Like, I'm a big fan of that PS1 Toy Story game, so... Yeah, yeah this, and I'm this a does huge fan of 
I'm a huge fan of the Pikmin games, so like that aesthetic is really speaking to me. Uh, you know, the survival games I've gotten more into over the years, but this one looks super... I didn't even hear about this until it was on the cover of Game Informer, and I was like, oh, actually, this looks super cool. So seeing a trailer, seeing the visuals, and then seeing that there's going to be an open, uh, like, either beta or just some sort of testing demo, um, that's cool. I'll definitely check that out. Yeah, and then we got sort of their big, big announcement, uh, big upcoming RPG, uh, uh, The Elder Scrolls Six. It's crazy that they're making that. Oh wow! I can't uh, believe Bethesda would give that to them. Yeah, it's uh, you know Bethesda went. Oh, we don't want to make you to wait. So here's our, you know, first person sword in one hand, spells in the other. Here you go, Obsidian. <laughs> um. <laughs> no, it's actually called Avowed and. It looks super cool. I actually really liked um, the one detail I noticed was the left hand that was casting spells, which is very, you know, Elder Scrolls, but it drew this sort of shape in the air, which reminded me a lot of like Arx Fatalis, where he would draw shapes to cast the spells. Um, I really love that. I love the aesthetic, reminded me a lot of um, the like the original and sort of dark souls three vibes um I, I was into it oh yeah totally that like dark fantasy look is is very appealing to me as well and i i think it's important that microsoft be having you know is having games like this which obviously they bought obsidian so they want this stuff i think it's healthy for their first party lineup to have big western rpgs that you know first person rpgs that are probably a little janky but they'll have a billion side quests and yeah, that Bethesda style game, I think it's a good, a good addition to their portfolio. And you know, Elder Scrolls fans will have something to look forward to. That's not <laughs> a billion years away, or Witcher fans, you know, or whatever. Um, especially considering, I think it contrasts nicely, and I'm going to spoil a little bit to their other fantasy RPG announcement, um, which will be, uh, you know, a little more lighthearted and cartoony. It's 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 a good. I think it good. I think it fits in with their lineup pretty well. Yeah, still no release window for this one, so it could be way later. We did only get a CG trailer, but, you know, it's a lot closer than Elder Scrolls Six. so. Uh, then we got an indie game announcement called Ask Dusk Falls. Um, it's, we unfortunately don't really know what it is. We kind of got a bunch of stills. Like, it, it could be a visual novel, I suppose, but it seemed pretty early. From the way they were talking about it and again from just these stills but the art looks nice it reminds me of like image comics like kind of walking dead-esque uh, i'm into it i don't know it was a yeah cool trailer. i think it's um because they showed a little bit before the they showed the trailer of just the devs behind it and it looks like that was their whole focus was these drawn stills so i honestly think that that is going to be the game like what we saw was pretty much the game uh, so it's going to be that visual novel style, um, which I'm super into. Actually, I love that kind of um, that kind of storytelling where, you know, it's not the most animated thing, but it if it's effective at its storytelling, then that's really all I can ask for. Um, it is super weird that it struck me as it's this South European developer doing a Southern american story which i think always has an interesting vibe when when people do that 
I mean, um, we talked about Don't Nod earlier, right? They're also French, and, you know, we can, we can sit here and talk about um, Quantic Dream as well. <laughs> like, there's, there's definitely a... Um, there's something... The, the French seem to love Southern America. Yeah, I mean, it's whatever. It's not really like, oh, they can't do this. This isn't their culture. It's like, whatever, I don't care. Oh, As long no, as the storytelling's good. Yeah, yeah. so... Um, and it's super cool, again, that Xbox and Microsoft do this, where they just kind of throw a bunch of money at an indie st- studio that seems promising and say, hey, make this cool game for us, and then indie studio gets to do what they want. Um, I thought that was really cool. They also, in their little dev thing, had these real actors posed with like the scene lighting so that they could use it as reference photos, which I thought was a super cool way of doing this where you get these real actors, but they're still in that drawn comic style. So you just use the actual image and then sort of paint over it. Um, I think that's super cool. Uh, This is one that I will definitely keep on my radar. Yeah, for sure. Um, and, And I do think, you know, and this isn't to insult this style, but I do think like a lot of visual novels fall into the, I, I'm going to call it generic anime look. And so seeing this one, if that's what this game truly is, I think it makes it stand out. And I, I really do like the, you know, image comic look. And I think that that'll, that'll get it attention. And it certainly has me interested. Yeah. And you mentioned that generic an- anime look like, yeah, I am a fan of things like Ace Attorney and, Danganronpa and Zero Escape and all that and yeah you can make an argument that those are kind of similar so having anything that's like this or um, like Kentucky Route Zero that came out recently having a more diverse visual style definitely is a way to con- convey your story I think. Yeah for sure and it's not even like those games fall it's just like you know there's so many like indie games on steam that use that anime look and aesthetic and you're just like okay this is just all at some point it all looks the same so you know it's just it's it's nice to have this this different look yes uh we got another we got some more information on senua saga um takes place in iceland no date not even really a trailer no gameplay which i was surprised about for some reason i had it in my head that this would be a close to launch game uh, that's not true at all. Um, but, you know, that's that first game is really good, so I'm, I'm looking forward to the sequel. Yeah, uh, I still haven't played the first game, which I know is a, is a problem, because it looks fantastic, and this will definitely be one that I put on my radar to play on Game Pass, but, you know, if you set something in Iceland, and they showed that they do location scouting, and they're showing all that on their YouTube page, and you know, the scenery is going to look great. Like that's, that's not even a doubt. Um, and from what they've showed at the, I believe it was the previous E3 or was it the game awards where they showed the initial reveal trailer? Um, the game already looks fantastic. So, you know, you got me hyped on that. Absolutely. I think personally, I I think Ninja Theory is one of the most underrated developers out there right now. So I'm, I'm always interested in what they have. Um, and also they, you know, they're pretty great with technology. Like they made a pretty amazing switch version of, uh, the first Hellblade. So, you know, I'm, I'm sure that this will be technologically like incredibly impressive and will match, you know, stuff that like Naughty Dog is doing. And that's pretty exciting. And Microsoft needs that in their portfolio. 
especially since they have all this new power with this new console, they're definitely capable of cranking out that kind of visual fidelity. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, their facial animation technology is amazing, and I can't wait to see this. But talk about uh, visual fidelity. <laughs> talk about that. Talk about the most impressive thing ever. Um, I can't believe, you know, when we saw that render of Jack Black, it looks so real. Um, <laughs> oh my god, I can't believe the Series X is p- capable of that. Yes, of course, the second most exciting announcement in this showcase, at least to me, uh, it's Psychonauts 2. It's looking phenomenal. Yeah, we got not really like a pure gameplay trailer. There was still a lot of CG, but we could see some gameplay elements show through. And I mean, it looks like more of the same, which is not bad. You know, if the platforming is maybe stepped up a little bit. Yeah, hopefully they've um, worked on that a tad. <laughs> But really what's selling me here is the visuals. They are so off the wall and insane and psychedelic and very, very vibrant. And oh, it looks so good. Yeah, it's um, very colorful and very nice looking. Um, looks like Jack Black is doing some music for it, which is cool. He's a, you know, he's a good artist. Um, I, I first when they started playing this trailer with him, I was like, OK, this is a little much. But it's it totally would be over halfway through. Um, yeah, I'm I'm really excited for that. Uh, it didn't look like they gave a date, unfortunately, um, which is a shame because I want to play that game now. <laughs> um, but you know, whatever, take your time. I get it. That game had sort of a tumultuous development where the original publisher Starbreeze, you know, got they got raided by officials in whatever country they're located in so they obviously needed to switch things over so i get it um but the next announcement was destiny 2 coming to game pass uh and that's destiny 2 with all the expansions so if you were like me and they said that and i went wait destiny 2 is free to play what are y'all talking about um it's it's you know got everything included with it so cool Uh, if you haven't checked out destiny before now you've got an opportunity to fun games uh fun you know single player campaigns I personally don't really care for the multiplayer stuff afterwards, but hey, whatever. Yeah, Um, Destiny 2 and Destiny 1 as well falls into that category that I kind of put Borderlands in, where it's just like, okay, I'm going to find a weapon that I really like, but then, you know, it's going to be inferior, and then I will find one that's stronger, but I don't like as much, and I don't know, it just gives me a lot of personal anxiety about stuff that... (laughs) Um, that kind of overwhelms me. I did play Borderlands 2 and enjoyed it, and then I played some of Destiny 2 when it was free-to-play, but I don't know. It it doesn't get me as excited as I know, especially some of my friends are. Yeah, and I, you know, I, I'm pretty spent on RPGs making me swap, swap out weapons because the number was bigger. Like, I'm, personally, I'm kind of done with that. Like, Assassin's Creed's been doing that for a couple of years, and part of the reason i think why i'm enjoying ghost of tsushima so much is it doesn't do that i'm like thank god this is so much simpler do um, we shit like dark souls where you can just boost your ushi katana all the way up <laughs> to the end of the game yeah i just don't want to be thinking about that it just feels to me it always comes across as like like fake depth where it's like here it's it's look at all these systems and it's just like well just let me choose the archetype I like. You know, I don't want to find a billion different axes. I just want the one axe that I level up or whatever. I don't want your gameplay to be your menus. I want your gameplay to be yeah. the game. 
Yeah, for sure. Um, That's talking that being bad said, shit about menu games, but because <laughs> I I love games like Death Stranding, so you know whatever. Take it out. Yeah, I, I mean, there's always exceptions. I will probably play Assassin's Creed Valhalla, so whatever. Don't know what I'm talking about. Um, and that being said, I, I do think Destiny 2's main campaign, and I haven't played its expansions, but I'm sure they're also pretty good, was pretty fun and reminded me a lot of Halo. So, you know, I, I would recommend at least checking that out if you have Game Pass. Uh, then they announced Stalker 2. Talk about which, Death Stranding. <laughs> yeah. Which I believe is unfair, because I think Stalker is an old-ass PC game, like... It's. I think this might be a big deal that we just don't recognize. Um, this was, and I and I think a lot of the key people actually, who worked on Stalker went on to work at work on the Metro games, which is unsurprising given the look of these games. They look very Russian post-apocalyptic. So, cool. That's definitely a video game genre. I think at this point, is the awful Russia landscape. So, you know. <laughs> yeah, I would definitely definitely agree with that. Um yeah, the original Stalker came out in 2007 for PC. Um Stalker Shadow of Chernobyl. So, you know, this is this is actually pretty cool. Uh yeah, there was I, a couple more after that, just like expansions and whatnot, but Yeah, visually, I really, you know, I I like it. I like the look of the Metro games, too, though, so. It's very um, drab and awful. (laughs) You know, it's even more so than something like Last of Us. It's very much like, look at this world you definitely do not want to live in. Um, But, you know, it it looked nice. Uh, Then we got Warhammer 40k Darktide, which appears to be a Left 4 Dead-esque game. Yeah, or whatever that one recently was. Uh, GTFO, I believe it was called. Oh. You can compare it to that. I forgot about that. Man. Yeah. I feel bad for that game. That game came out and got, like, no buzz. I... Yeah, I, I think the Warhammer aesthetic is super cool. I've never been able to get into any of it, though. Like, I feel, I feel like for that series to resonate with me, I need, like, a really cool show or single-player rpg game that i can just dive into that world everyone listening needs to watch a stardies on youtube it's like 15 minutes and it's just set in the warhammer universe um it is one of the most beautiful looking cg animations on youtube and it was all done by one guy that's the only context i have for warhammer and also because i'm a huge magic the gathering nerd so i've been at game stores where people play warhammer um, but the aesthetic especially, like, speaks to me. Um, I was able to recognize the insignia, so I know enough about it. Um, but yeah, this is, I mean, this is, looks cool, honestly. I'll be, I'll be keeping this one in mind, definitely. Yeah, for sure. It's definitely got that, like, sci-fi fantasy vibe where it's, it's, you know, sci-fi spaceships and stuff, but everybody's got, like, knight armor and shit, which I'm into. I, I love um and we were talking about this where i'm like i'm pretty sure it doesn't have two eras like a you know a more fantasy era and i and and we were talking about it we weren't sure yeah you had said no but i'm pretty sure it does because i was looking it up um vermintide there's two vermintide games and those are like left for dead games and i wonder if this is like a pseudo sequel to those um where they're more fantasy like bow and arrow sword shit 
and I wonder if, like, I don't know anything about the series, so this is probably frustrating for people who do, but I wonder if it's, like, the same developer making another, like, sci-fi-tinged version of it. Uh, yeah, it is the same developer. Um, Fat Shark was the team that's working on it. This looks like okay, cool. it to be old-ass Warhammer instead of Warhammer 40k. Um, so, 40k okay, is so the that's the mod- difference. Is the 40K sci-fi is one, the... yeah. Okay, that makes sense. <laughs> I was like, I'm pretty sure Warhammer does have traditional fantasy shit, but it's like... Yeah, you're right. Because that God, game, I remember so seeing footage of that this. game. Yeah. See, I need a cool Warhammer thing to get into. It's a dope universe. I know it is. Um, but I just yeah, don't that play game, tabletop games like that. <laughs> Vermintide always looked cool to me because it's just like a ton of rat people running to get you, and I'm like, this looks dope. Um, but yeah, so that's cool. Um, I'm sure this technically being the third game in that series then will probably be pretty great. I'm sure they know what to do at this point. Uh, we got After that, we got a new version of Tetris Effect. It's called Tetris Effect Connected. Um, it looks like it's that game, but with multiplayer. So, cool. I'm I'm into that. I never fully played through Tetris Effect, but I played a lot of it at your house and really enjoyed that game. Yeah, uh, I have thoroughly enjoyed it. I think I've played through it a couple times, but the one thing that did stand out to me with Tetris Effect was that there was no local multiplayer, or online multiplayer for that matter. There was like leaderboards, but that was about it. So having this multiplayer which looks super cool you know instead of just having those your own separate tetris board that you're dealing with they can like merge and you have a really wide one um so that sort of either competition or cooperation seems super interesting um it did look weird that it was a xbox console launch exclusive thing that wasn't super clear to me in the presentation but whether it was just like a timed console exclusive like the Switch does where it'll come out on other platforms, it's just it's going to be on this platform while it launches, or if it's only going to be on the Xbox and and PC, obviously, but I don't know, because I played Tetris Effect on PS4, so I don't know how this pans out. Yeah, um, and I'm pretty sure that game, Tetris Effect, the original, never came to Xbox. Like, I think that that was a PS4 exclusive. I don't even know if it came to Windows. So, maybe that makes sense if they got that exclusivity for this one. Because this is releasing on Windows as well, and it does look like it'll be a Game Pass game. Um, Well, it is everything in this showcase is a Game Pass game. (laughs) Which is super cool. Um, Yeah, I don't know. Tetris Effect's real neat. Um, of course, the Xbox version won't have the VR, but also I never played it in VR, and I don't. You didn't either, right? No, I don't have a VR. Yeah. The, so if it comes to Windows, though, then you might be able to do it that way. Oh, that's a good point. Uh, real quick, apologies to the audience. If you can hear my stomach growling, sorry, it's lunchtime. The next Um, announcement got me so excited. This is probably one of my favorite games of this showcase. It's this, Psychonauts 2, and Halo are my favorites. And this one is called The Gunk. Yeah, The Gunk. Uh, This is by the same developers as the SteamWorld franchise, which I have not played all of, but I did play SteamWorld Dig 1 and 2, and I loved the absolute hell out of them. So I believe this is their first time tackling a 3D game 
Um, yeah. But it looks super cool. It looks like a sort of a platformer Luigi's Mansion almost. <laughs> yeah, it looks like you've got a vacuum-esque thing. Luigi's Mansion or like Anodyne 2 where you're just sucking up the gunk. It, it looks dope. I'm, I'm absolutely into it. I think it has a cool visual style. Uh, like you said, I think that developer's great. Um, I like this transition into 3D. It looks really cool. I don't know. I'm I'm totally down for this one. Yeah, and good on these developers because they are not afraid to branch out into different genres. Because SteamWorld Dig 1 and 2 were these 2D, like, uh, Terraria-esque games that had these Metroidvania aspects that I was really into. And then they did SteamWorld Heist, which is a turn-based strategy game kind of and then there's uh steam world quest which is a turn-based rpg so they're they're no stranger to branching out to other genres that they're not comfortable with but feel capable in doing and i mean this looks like another another home run for them yeah it's it's very exciting and it joins the my favorite trend of all time which is we're bringing back that ps2 ps1 era like 3d action adventure which i'm i'm hella here for um and then after that we got another you know sort of retro bring back like indie taking their spin on stuff uh we got another trailer for the median which continues to look pretty cool um and this one if you don't know it's blooper team who developed observer and the layers of fear series uh and this is sort of their silent hill-esque horror game um they even have is it akira uh akira, akira, akira yamaoka i believe yamaoka, is the yamaoka. composer right so you know the composer for silent hill so that's absolutely what they're going for and it looks pretty cool um i don't know i i will admit a fault here i've never played a silent hill game I was more of a Resident Evil guy, so I can't judge it based on that. But just you know, it I I think like art wise it looked nice. I like the two worlds concept. Uh, I'm I'm into it. That's not true. You played PT with me. Well, uh, that's true. That's true. <laughs> I know it doesn't we did fully play PT count. together. Uh, yeah, I was. Su- I've never heard about this game until this presentation, and I was super into it. You know, it looks one to one Silent Hill. You get the modern dingy foggy world and then the rusty hell world um which is silent hill is this alternate world and that was their big uh bragging point here was that they have both worlds being rendered simultaneously so whether it switches between them or it's doing split screen like the trailer did um we don't know how that applies to gameplay but having those two be interchangeable um outside of like a scripted cutscene would be super cool and really technically impressive, but also work into that horror game and, uh, you know, just that sort of atmosphere building. Um, it does look like straight up Silent Hill, and I love that aesthetic. So I'm this is one to keep in mind as well. So since you've played some of these games, does this look unique enough? Or is there any concern that it? might not have any of its own ideas no i honestly think because this game kind of showed that um the main character has these sort of like 
otherworldly abilities when she's in the other worlds. Um, it showed like her using it to illuminate an area or interact with certain objects. And that's not something that's present in Silent Hill. Um, whether it's just used for puzzle solving or for exploration, that's to be seen. But, you know, having that sort of power over the other world rather than having it overpower you um that's something that i don't think the silent hill games did with their gameplay but you know the story is really where silent hill shines and how it is mainly left to interpretation and how the actual entity of silent hill is not real and is more of a metaphor for whatever the character is going through but i don't we don't know anything about the story for the medium, so maybe, <laughs> maybe it's pretty close, but I don't know. It, it caught my eye, especially. Yeah, I, I think it looks dope. I hope that that split screen thing is gameplay, because uh, that would be really intriguing, and that would give it a unique thing. Um, you know, I I like her, uh, her albino-ness in the other world. <laughs> Big fan of that. Uh, and then next we got Fantasy Star Online. Looks like a new expansion. I am woefully ignorant of this game, this series. Um, so I, I don't have a lot to say about it. Looked pretty. Uh, the UI looked way too small for somebody who's visually impaired. But, you know, I don't play this game, so I don't have a lot to say. Uh, yeah, I've seen this game before. This is Fantasy, Fantasy Star Online 2. Um new genesis which i don't know if the new genesis is an add-on or whatever but i know fantasy star online players are excited for this because online 2 didn't come to the west until either this game or the original came out not long ago like within the last year um i think it was shown off actually at xbox e3 last year that it was coming to the west yes um, it was so maybe this is that that it's coming in 2021 but you know fans of the original fantasy star online or even just the fantasy star series um have something to look forward to with the new expansion definitely not my game it's a mmorpg but whatever uh it has a cool look at least yeah, it does. Um, also, so they did show this at one of their E3s, and at that same E3, they also showed Crossfire X, which I do know a little bit more about. I've never played it also, but it's a massive free-to-play first-person shooter out of Korea, I believe. And it's kind of like a Call of Duty Counter-Strike kind of game, and it, it seems fine, honestly. Um, the exciting thing about this announcement, though, is when they're bringing it to the West, they're westernizing it by having uh, Remedy make a single-player campaign for it. And that is so much more interesting and looks pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, I haven't... I'm sort of a recent initiate to Remedy's games. Um, I've really only played Control um, and some of Alan Wake, but... You know, I love their sort of otherworldly aesthetic that they bring to things. And from what we saw of this single player campaign, it reminded me a lot of just the off the wall ideas that were present in Titanfall 2. And I mean, that got me interested. Yeah, for sure. It 
that trailer to me implies that they got to play around with stuff. You know, there's like a big shot of like a ton of lasers guarding. Like it, it just looks cool. Um, and I, you know, I'm always down for a good first person shooter. So I, yeah. I, I'm, I'm excited for this one. And the original Crossfire, which was made by Smilegate, who's still being credited here, um, did come out of South Korea, and it came out in uh, 2007 in Korea. Yeah. So, you know, updating that game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Supposedly, Crossfire is one of the biggest multiplayer games in the world. It's just not been over here. So, that's it's, it's interesting. Um, you know, similar to PSO 2, it's just a game we've never had access to. Um, I don't know, and it seems like... I don't know if you've noticed any information contrary to this, but it seems like the multiplayer will still be free to play, and you'll just buy the campaign separately. Was the yes, I, got. I believe that is what's happening. That's smart. I I think that's a smart thing to make this game successful over here. Because I, I believe Crossfire X is the name of just the campaign, and then Crossfire is the game with the multiplayer. So you could probably just get Crossfire, and then X will be the add-on. Cool. Um, I do want to circle back to Tetris Effect. It does look like um, it's coming to Xbox as Tetris Effect Connected, but then Connected will be a free update on the other platforms. Oh, cool! That's awesome. So to hear. if you if you have the PS4 version, then that'll that'll come as a free update to that. Any word on Switch for that one? Uh, no, it doesn't look to be coming to Switch anytime soon. Okay, that that makes sense. Actually, that game's got a lot of particle effects. I wonder, I wonder. Um, and then we got their last kind of banger, big game announcement uh, with a CG trailer, no gameplay, but Playground Games is making that Fable game. Hey, all those rumors that we've been hearing for years, they were correct. Um, cool. It's a CG trailer. Um, I don't think you know we weren't expecting this game to be out anytime soon, so that makes sense. It already communicated the vibe of this. You know, big fantasy world that's silly. Uh, it's a you know shot of a generic-looking fairy flying through the forest with some voiceover, and then like frog eats her. <laughs> so definitely got that humor and vibe to it. Um, God, I love that toad. What a good-looking yeah. toad. This yeah, is the power it, um, of the Xbox. Yeah, and I think that it's great. Like I love these cartoony, aesthetic-looking games. I think that this game works well against. Um, the Obsidian one, which I can't remember the name of, um, Avowed. And, like, you know, it's 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 cool. I'm glad to see them having games like this in their portfolio. Yeah, well, what's interesting here is we know nothing about this game, but it's just called Fable. So I can't... I'm not sure if this is going to be a Fable 4 or if it's, like, a remake of the original, Either one would be super cool, considering I've never played the first one. Um, but, you know, it's really up to, I think, whatever they want to give Playground games to mess with. Obviously, it would it would be somewhat easier to take what exists and then kind of revamp it. But, you know, that's a whole un- other undertaking and then... If you're going to continue the series, what does that look like? Um, or if this is just a complete reboot of the series, we don't know anything really, but the vibe is definitely there and the graphics are, you know, 
they're gonna look great it's certainly gonna be pretty for sure um i don't know i i suspect it'll be rebooty um the the fable games i'm pretty sure they all take place in the same world but they take place like years apart because they're very like create your own character and like like i don't think that there's really continuous story so i you know i think they can kind of do whatever they want um so I suspect it won't have too many callbacks, but I don't know. Maybe maybe I'll be wrong. Because Fable 3, which I didn't play, to be fair, but I'm pretty sure it was more industrial. So they kind of lost some of that traditional fantasy fairy book aesthetic because it had a more, like, England and the industrial age kind of vibe to it. Yeah, so I that, wonder... that is definitely what that game was going for. And I think that had a set main character as well. I don't think you could create your own... Okay, because I, I actually, now that I'm thinking about it, Fable 2 allowed you to pick a male and a female version, but I'm pretty sure you couldn't customize it any further. But also, I played that game years ago, so I don't know. Um, but that's exciting. I really like Fable 2. Uh, let's, uh, is there anything else you want to say about any of those games before we get into Halo? Uh, no, I actually think this is pretty... It was a pretty solid direct. A lot of these are games that i didn't know i was excited for but then seeing them i'm like oh yeah this is definitely something i'm going to be more excited for um but nothing that i would that i'm like jump out of my seat definitely go pre-order right now it's like okay yeah it's gonna get me to invest in game pass and then i'll try them and then knowing me i'll probably seek out a physical copy later um <laughs> later down the road if i really enjoy it so um yeah i mean a lot of these are super cool so i'm definitely excited to try them out yeah for sure uh shout out to the grounded trailer with the cyberpunk joke it's pretty funny <laughs> yeah um yeah i don't know i i enjoyed the the showcase for sure i you know i i i think it's like i said it's seven out of ten it's not as good as i was hoping it would be but also i still you know i pretty much liked everything they showed uh, yeah, I'd give it a 0 out of 10. There was no Blinks the Time Sweeper 3. There's no so... Blinks the Time Sweeper. Come on, what are you doing? Microsoft. Awkward. Ooh. I'd give it, a, give it a 1 out of 10 for that Koi Read Barfing the room. Salamander. Read the room. <laughs> Read the no, it was pretty good. I was. Um, yeah. I like that pretty much all of these are coming to PC as someone who does not want to buy an Xbox and instead wants to upgrade my gaming PC. That's That's exciting for me. Um, I'm also reading here that the single player for Crossfire is not going to be on Game Pass, so. Oh, okay. That, yeah. I mean, I guess that makes sense. Um, they don't own Remedy. I don't know what their deal is with that. Um, all right, well, let's get into Halo. I definitely got chills watching it. It definitely looks like they took the feedback from people's feelings on Halo 5 and improved it i think that personally and i know it sounds antithetical it seemed like they kind of got rid of ads for all weapons which halo 5 had which i know it sounds like a silly dumb thing but like it, it did kind of lose some of the haloness um with halo 5 when they did that so I, I think that was a smart choice uh but they kept in things like sprint and the clamber system that halo 5 had so I 
I think that that's smart. And then they added a grappling hook for traversal, which looked awesome. Yeah, that's one way to get me hyped about any game is put a grappling hook in it. Oh, for sure. Grappling hooks and uh, I'm a big fan of bows and arrows. <laughs> oh, yeah. Of any kind. Sci-fi, laser bows. Sure, you got it. Thanks. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, I. it looks like a smart adaptation of the Halo formula. I was surprised to see there's no um, Forerunners or Prometheus in this. The other 343 games have had them. They're the sort of Metroid Prime looking dudes. Like the orange and blue guys. Um, looks like they kind of ditched them, or at least in this trailer. Which people seem to have not liked them, which I find weird because I, I think they add to the combat sandbox, but whatever. Seems like they're going for more of a classic look. Brutes are back. They haven't been in the last couple either. Um, this looks to be you're sort of fighting a faction, which I believe is from Halo Wars 2, actually, which is interesting, of Covenant. Um, yeah, I I don't know. I just It just looks so good. <laughs> oh, yeah. You get, I mean, that classic... That classic-looking green armor is just iconic there, and mm -hmm. I love that it's sort of brought back to that simple design. Yes, but all of the really good. all of the like gameplay add-ons to it um, were honestly, and this is just me because this is my experience, but was reminding me of Doom and the newest Doom, um, where it was a lot more fast and um we couldn't get a read on whether it was i believe it's still just the two weapon system but it looked like switching weapons was extremely quick you could grappling hook between things you could uh still sprint and have vehicles and turrets and whatnot and that's all super exciting um one of the coolest moments of the trailer is when chief grappling hooks a uh explosive barrel and then yes. holds it and then throws it at the turret. That makes me so excited for what's possible in this game. And it also looks like it's going to be pretty open. You know, there's an entire map system. And yeah, it looks segmented. But maybe once you take those anti-air turrets off and then get the ship back up, you might be able to fly between different areas and explore the whole Halo ring as the sort of open world like yeah you'll have objectives and that might break things up into a mission structure but you have access to this whole world and you're able to find firefights throughout it looks phenomenal yeah i'm really curious to see what that structure ends up being because i i honestly think it could go either way they did show us a map with objectives on it but that doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be a big continuous open world it could still be mission based um just with more you know sandbox style levels i i i don't know um and i you know i think either way that's a good change for halo i think it makes sense um and, and also with the sort of idea of mission-based levels sandboxes individual sandboxes having a pelican that you always use would make sense there too um to traverse between the areas i i'm so excited like i i honestly i really excited for the sandbox to be more opened up um you're right i think like it's such a small thing but him grabbing that explosive barrel and throwing it kind of says a lot it says a lot about their systems i think they're planning on having it be more of a um kinetic uh combat situation um instead of this very static like halo has always been a little bit like 
like it's it feels like a slightly more complicated game of rock paper scissors where you have your gun your melee and your grenades and so having them have more systems like the grappling hook and the you know and him just grabbing stuff it it makes it feel like it's going to be slightly more complicated which i think is a good thing for the series um yeah it keeps your keeps your brain active in the moment to moment gameplay and allows you to be more creative with your approaches uh we also saw him use a deployable shield which i think might occupy like in the grenade slots if i'm thinking of the hud um so having those available to you at all times and then being able to use them in combat scenarios i feel like you can think of creative ways to tackle a tackle a thing especially if the sandbox is going to be a lot more open you'll be able to sort of approach a firefight from a different angle think about your approach or just go in and then think about it on the fly which is what i like to see in a shooter especially um i think it's also smart that in this trailer that and subsequent gameplay demo they showed a mission that's very reminiscent of that mission in halo 1 where you get this sort of open level and there's three spots that you have to take care of before you can move on oh totally yeah that's like ripped directly out of halo 1 and i think that speaks to what they're doing they're taking the original formula that has worked and then revamping it using these modern shooter um gameplay conventions and also some conventions from open worlds sort of systemic games as well yeah it's it's very cool and you know i I don't mean to imply that halo old halo gameplay was boring it certainly wasn't but oh god no it's super yeah no it's great and i think the rock paper scissors thing has worked for them for a while but like you know playing games that have more frenetic style systems like last of us 2 where it's you know any encounter can be completely different right you and me could have the same encounter and we could handle it in two wildly different ways i i want to see more of that for more games and so like I, i'm hoping that this will have you know systems like that um like i i it even has me curious like if this is a true open world will this game have stealth elements will this game i, I don't know it's it's fascinating yeah because also... halo has always had some stealth elements and some stealth sections but if you got spotted then okay well you're back to halo like whatever but if that's more of an element of the game i think that could be super super exciting and it could be all up to the player it's not like okay here's the stealth section all the grunts are sleeping go take care of them it's like okay it's up to you whether you want to stealth this or just go in guns blazing yeah for sure um and it looks like it retained like, it's, it's faster, but it's not too much faster, which I think is a good thing, because Halo's always been slow. Um, I think by design, it's never been a Doom. And I think that the fan base likes that, right? That's it, the feel of it. It's slow, it's a little floaty, and it, this looks like it retains those elements without, you know, while also giving you faster options, which is great. Uh, there's also a moment I want to highlight where he shoots the grappling hook on the bottom of a bridge, which makes me think, can we just do that anywhere? which is really exciting like it'll have a range but you could just grapple onto walls and stuff to pull yourself around so exciting i love that and i mean that's one of those things that makes me go is this a continuous open world because that would make sense just to have that easy traversal tool with you at all times that would that would be really cool um imagine using your grappling hook to take a banshee out of the air Oh, that'd be so fucking dope. Are you kidding me? That's gotta happen, right? <laughs> yeah, There's... or you could just hang off of it. Oh my 
there's definitely going to be a mission where you have to like grab a pelican as it's flying by to escape. That's got to happen. Uh, it makes me so excited for this game. Yeah, man, for sure. Um, also, it's fun to see new Halo weapons. Like there was some cool stuff in there. I <laughs> I don't know. I liked the pelican pilot. Um, seems like he'll be a character character instead of just a device to get you from place to place. Yeah, a hundred percent. He dies at the end of the game, though. Oh, absolutely. He's definitely going to be your faux hammer or whatever. <laughs> oh man, R.I.P. Faux hammer. That dude from Reach who takes it in the last level. <clears throat> yeah, Emil. No, there's a lot of positions you don't want to be in the UNSC, but Pelican Pilot is number one. <laughs> you don't want that. <laughs> they are the red shirts of the Halo universe. Yeah, but I, I liked his character. He was, you know, charming and stressed out which was fun um you know i'm excited to see more from that villain i think the speech was a little cheesy at the end but also i think maybe that's because we haven't had time to to see that guy um who i believe was the guy in halo wars 2 i just don't remember that game very well <laughs> but yeah because he was talking about the the outcast or the exiled the banished, the banished. The banished yeah. which i believe was the faction in halo wars 2 i believe you're right um so having that them sort of join with the covenant proper and form this sort of small halo faction and take control of a ring that that's exciting it's yeah it's very exciting um i want to see multiplayer i want to see what that's like are they gonna have grappling hooks in there that could God, be cool be so hype yeah are they gonna have um, local multiplayer that's, i i believe they said they were definitely gonna have local co-op Okay. Because people made a big stink about that with 5, and I think they were like, no, we're sorry, we're definitely, it'll happen. <laughs> but even, um, like, local firefights and whatnot? Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I gotta imagine that they took, that was such a contentious thing with Halo 5, that they have to be taking in that feedback in a real way. Like, I think that was probably second to people complaining about the campaign in that game. It was like... Also, hey, where's the, where's the split screen? That's, like, such a staple of this series. And I know it's, it's like... what this franchise was built on. That and yeah. online, but you can't just do one of them. Yeah, so I, I'm sure it will be there. Curious to see how that would run on an original Xbox One. <laughs> yeah, because it is coming to that as well. Yeah. Probably not well, right? Um... Yeah, we still didn't get a date, but that's because this is launching with the console and they haven't announced a date for the console. Um, yeah, and they also didn't announce the price or any like console details, really, which we expected was going to happen. This was mainly focused yeah. on games. but We knew that going in. Oh, and I, and I tension, suspect, the yeah, tension and between the prices of the consoles is just so aggravating. <laughs> yeah, it's... um. It's really annoying, and I suspect that's why we didn't see a, lo a lot of dates on these games, you know, like Psychonauts 2 and stuff. I bet that they launch games and they just can't do that yet. Yeah, it's a little upsetting. They could have given, like, a just a simple holiday 2020, and then... Because that's when we know the console's coming out, at least, so they could have been, like, you know, around then. Yeah, eh, whatever. I'm sure we'll learn soon enough. They're running out of time, so. Yep. Gotta do it at some point. Well, let's let's take a quick moment and talk about our predictions and how wrong we were, because we were pretty wrong. 
Um, I, I think know, one of the funniest on. things was, is Elden Blinks Ring. Blink's the Time Sweeper 3 was the that one, yeah. sinker. <laughs> yeah, that we were yeah Elden Ring was kind of just upsetting that I didn't that we didn't see it, but, you know, it's probably up to FromSoft and what they've got going, so. Yeah, I, you know, I would have thought that that game, after showing a CG trailer last year, would be, they'd have something, but also, uh, Pandemic, I'm not gonna, you know, who knows. Yeah, well, and this was also kind of focused on the internal and the partners of Xbox specifically, so that might not have been the focus. Yeah, that's true, though they did show Tetris Effect and uh, Tell Me Why, so they had third parties there, but yeah, you're right. Um, what else? What else did we say? No Perfect Dark, but we didn't see any game from the initiative, so I, you know, that could still be happening. Yeah, I think um, we only saw nine of the 15 Microsoft Studios. Yeah, which makes sense, which I did think we know last time that the initiative, you know, they were formed in 2018, so they're, you know, they don't have a game ready, but they, you know, they didn't announce a logo. They didn't even do, like, the Fable CG trailer kind of thing. Um, you know, I, I was way off base about Hellblade. I think the game's probably farther away than I thought, which is sad because I want it, but whatever. Um, I, Nothing about we were... Project X Cloud. Yeah, that's true. They did give it a quick mention with regards to one of the games about being able to play on mobile, but that's it. Um, yeah, I think that's pretty much it. Oh, we were wrong about Obsidian in a fun way where I was like, oh, they'll probably have another project other than Grounded, and they had three, which is cool. <laughs> yeah, they had two others. Certainly uh, Microsoft's Insomniac at this point. <laughs> yep, or they just have more games than we could possibly think they would be doing. Uh, although they had Private Division, which I don't know if that's a Obsidian. So that's 2K, and they published outer worlds before microsoft bought them so that's why because they're publishing that expansion as well um for outer worlds that's why their logo is there but that's just a division of 2k technically i think okay because i think they said that private division was the one that is doing the dlc and not obsidian's core team yeah that's the so that that is the publisher they're not a developer Okay. Because I don't remember seeing Obsidian's name on the DLC. Hmm, that's interesting. I I don't know who that could be then, because, yeah... Um, like, Private Division also did um, Kerbal Space Program, if you remember that game. Um, yeah, that's weird. So, yeah, I don't know what's up with that. Um, yeah, anything else you want to know? Uh, no, I'm gonna go back over my list and write those down so I don't forget about them, but yeah, there's, there was some exciting stuff there. Yeah, for sure. Um, I don't foresee us doing another React for a while, unless we get another Microsoft conference, which I guess is possible, considering they haven't announced price or anything. Um, but yeah, I don't know, this will probably be the last one of these for a while. Our next episode out in a couple days after this will be The Last of Us Part 2, which I think is a great one. Please listen to it. We had some bugs in the in like the 20-minute mark where I had to edit around uh, Connor's computer eating some of his audio. It was real hungry that day or something. Uh, so please go listen to that. 
I'm proud of it. And it is shorter that, than our Last of Us one episode, so you yes. know, by like 15 minutes. <laughs> we started that podcast, and you were like, "Let's let's try to make this shorter," and uh, technically, we did. Mission accomplished. <laughs> uh, it's a good thing we had a lot to talk about. Uh, after that will be Anodyne Return to Dust, which I'm in the middle of playing and you have finished and I am loving so far. Um, and then I believe after that we were doing Ghost of Tsushima, right? So we, we got a schedule. We got a lot going on. Yeah, I think we're booked up all the way to Halloween. So stay yeah. tuned for what that's going to be. Uh, Ghost of Tsushima is after Anodyne and then we'll tell you more later down the road. You know, maybe the um, the uh, orange uh, rodent variety. <laughs> yeah, the the Sonic ass. <laughs> um, so yeah, please check out that stuff. We're very proud of it. Um, and yeah, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Dustin H Dragon. Uh, where yeah, can they and follow I'm you? At, I'm at uh, Brickmaster zero three. I believe is mine. And follow uh, Save Station Radio at Save Station Pod. Yeah, uh, and tell your friends. You know that's how we grow. Yeah. All of our limited audience. If you tell someone, they get into it. That's super helpful. Yeah, and if you like these more kind of off the kilter episodes that aren't focused on a single game, let us know. Um, you know, I, I I fun reacting to the stuff, but we could do other things as well. You know, we're just trying yeah, to feel it out. You could tweet at any of us. We'll see it. For sure. All right. Well, bye. Have a good day. Yeah. Take care.